In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen. Christos Anesti. It's a great joy to see so many of you here at this time, just one week after, eight days after, as the Gospel says, uh, where we celebrated the resurrection, where we, as we anticipated the Feast of the Resurrection, knowing and believing in our hearts what we have heard, what we have read, what we have seen all our lives about the life of Jesus Christ, about his passion, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. And yet, here we are one week later hearing this all-too-familiar gospel passage about Thomas. And it's appropriately placed by the church at this time because it's reflective and it connects with each and every one of us. How often we have doubts in our life. And when I say we, I mean all of us, every one of us, myself, anyone, wherever you are in your stage of life, wherever you are in your journey in life, have doubts from time to time. We live in a world where there's instant information, as we know. Much of it is distorted, much of it is false, much of it is intended to manipulate, to change or shape our behavior, to shape our belief in things. And we know that because this is all too evident to us in this day and age, in this time. And when it, when it is attached to or when it deals with our health, our physical health, our security, our safety, our family's lives, it's important to us. It's something we pay attention to. And it can lead to great anxiety, great, great, you know, troubling feelings, doubts, struggles in our daily life, in our relationships, even in our faith. And I don't need to go on and on because for the last three years we've seen that very much as it relates to science and health and all these things. What do we believe? What is the truth? Where do we go to find the truth? I'm not here to answer those questions for you. What I am here to say is, if we have those doubts, and we do, the very same people who walked with the Lord for three years, they heard him, they saw him, they touched him, they ate with him, they rested with him, they preached and taught, and as we know, many signs and miracles, they did. And yet, here they are, eight days later, after hearing about the empty tomb from the women who were there first, who came and told them. Yet, here they are in front of the Lord, and some doubted. And then, of course, we have this, this story of Thomas. And why is this one in here and not others? Because if we heard the last line, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. 
And so it was the Holy Spirit who prompted John to put this in his gospel about Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas, but yet the hymns of the church say it was for the greater good. It was This was a, a good doubt that Thomas had. Not one that, oh, you're a skeptic and oh, you don't believe. And No, it was good because Thomas, like so many of us, Thomas really wanted to see. Thomas was zealous, not a zealot, but zealous in his faith. He believed firmly in his faith. He believed in the Lord. It was a personal relationship, as we know from his well-heard and recited confession, my Lord and my God. Not the Lord, not the God or our Lord and our God, my Lord and my God. Thomas needed that. He needed that for his own personal faith and for his own doubts, his own anxieties, his own struggles. And we too have those. And this is not uh, a revelation. We have it every day. Doubts about faith. Doubts about his plan for us. Doubts about our career. Doubts about our family. Doubts about if we will have a family. Doubts about our children. Doubts about our parish. Doubts about are we going to be able to do this or can we do that? Is this going to happen or is that going to happen? How can this possibly happen? We have these doubts. We have these anxieties. The Lord gives the gift, and this is a gift, of peace. Peace be with you. It is the first thing that it says. The doors were shut, and he stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Irini Pasi. We hear this multiple times in our services. The first litany, we hear it six times. Six times in those 12 or 13 uh, petitions. Peace, peaceful world, peace with you, peaceful existence, peaceful life. This is the gift that the Lord gives. We cannot, we cannot find the answer to the fears and the doubts, the anxieties that we have in something synthetic or in something comforting that we may feel, whether it be food or something else. We find it deeply and fully by the peace of Jesus Christ that he gives us. And he gives us this, if we remember one of the 11 Orthos Gospels that we read, it's earlier on in, in Luke, uh, or it's in Luke rather, where the two disciples that were walking with him to the road to Emmaus, Emmaus, of course, and they had fears and doubts and concerns because they didn't know yet about the resurrection of the Lord. And he revealed himself, of course, in the Eucharist, right? In the breaking of bread. If you, This is a time where we really have to understand the Greek because in the Greek it expresses, it says, not expresses, it says the very, uses the very same words that are used in the consecration of the Eucharist. So it's not just they're eating together, it's the breaking of bread. Those very same words are used for communion. He communed with them. 
He revealed himself to them. And he gave them the ultimate, the, the uh, essence of peace, which is in his body and in his blood. And this is how we are sustained to this day. To this day, when we can't see the Lord, we're not with him like the other disciples were. But we have the Holy Spirit and we have the Lord through his body and his blood. There's two sacraments, by the way, that are mentioned in here. The first one is the sacrament of penance, confession. He breathed on the, on the disciples. This is the first ordination. Later in the book of Acts, we hear about laying on of hands. But the first one is he breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. And he gave them the authority. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And by the grace of God, from then all the way to today, to myself and Father Mark and other clergy, we have that authority through the grace of the Holy Spirit that has been handed down to this day to do this. You're ultimately seeking and expressing your sins, expressing your sins and seeking forgiveness from the Lord. But it's through that authority, through that breathing upon that he said to the disciples that we have that authority and that grace. So if you ask, some people have asked that question, why come to confession? Why do I need a priest here? Okay. The Lord says it here to the, to, the, to the disciples and the apostles. And it's to this day through apostolic succession that it's here. And then, of course, he, he does this. And then we hear about his, uh, the, the, the ordination. And then, of course, uh, confession, the breaking of bread, the Eucharist, all these mysteries. We, in the Orthodox Church, other confessions of faith do to certain extents, but we in the Orthodox Church, we see these and understand these and receive these as life-giving. That believing you may have life in His name. Peace be with you. At times we need medicine, of course. At times we need uh, medicine to help us to heal. But when we are seeking healing for our soul. When we are seeking to overcome anxiety and fear and doubt, the peace that is expressed from God, this is what we seek, this is what we need, and we come to receive it in the body of Christ. We come to, to experience it in the liturgy, in the Eucharist, through the, through the mysteries of the church, and in communion with each other in fellowship. Peace be with you, the Lord says. Peace be with you, the church says. Peace be with you, we say. Peace be with you, say to one another. Seek his peace. Seek his peace. This will overcome any doubts, any fears, any anxieties that we have. May the risen Lord who appeared to the disciples, who Thomas examined, that's the word in Greek, it's examined, not just touched, he examined. He didn't just touch it, he really felt the nail prints and the spear prints. May this risen Lord grant peace to each and every one of us 
all the days of our life. Amen.